Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Our 12-week series of episodes recorded live on location in California at the NAMM show has just ended with the final installment from there released last week. 23 interviews were recorded over four days at the Tascam booth, ranging from, uh, let's see, I talked to Dream Theater keyboardist Jordan Rudis, uh, Josh Logan, who had been on The Voice, plus a couple past NHTE guests and a lot more. So go back and check out those episodes of the show if you haven't heard some or all of them already. Now I'm back in the studio and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Missouri, my guests are a duo act that were the uh, top 12 finalists on The X Factor in the first season of that show. They have been featured in national publications ranging from Rolling Stone to People Magazine and The Washington Post, among others. They have also been featured on CBS.com, CNN.com, and MTV.com. They have opened for the likes of Sheryl Crow, Uncle Cracker, and Cowboy Troy, among others. In addition to the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival, where I met them, they have performed at the likes of professional bull riding events at the Texas Motor Speedway and Bass Pro Legends of Golf. You've been hearing a song of theirs entitled Burning the Night Down, it's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, McKenna and Brock. Hey, hey how's it going? <laughs> hey, welcome. Bruce. Welcome to the show, y'all. Thanks so much for taking time out to do this today. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So before we get too caught up in all this, let's first have you talk about the song that was just playing, Burning the Night Down. Yeah, that was our uh, first single release to radio. We did it through a really great promotions team in Nashville. Uh, called Grassroots Promotions. Um, we recorded it in our hometown, which was something that was really cool, you know, to have our first single, you know, because we record in Nashville all the time, but, you know, we thought we could get a really great project at home, keep it close to home. And and uh, so it was a song that we wrote together. We uh, were actually at a co-write, uh, left that co-write, and McKenna's like, I've had an idea. I'm like, we've been in a co-write for like two and a half hours. Where was this idea? <laughs> the whole time. We uh, went down, uh, played it for our team. As soon as we got it written, they're like, this is going to be the first single. And so we released it, got it out to radio, uh, climbed top 40 on the music row charts. And so it was a a great honor and a great privilege for that to be our first single and one that we wrote together. Before I ask you to... 
band played on as well. Sorry. Yeah, was, one that our own band played on as well. So I was going to say, before I ask you to actually tell the listeners what the song is about, because I was too busy talking over it during the intro, I want to ask, Brock, <laughs> did did McKenna give herself, you know, pat on the back and the, the I told you so? You know, it's like, we just came from this co-write and now you have an idea and it ends up, the studio flips out and goes, <laughs> wow, this is your first single. This is great. <laughs> well, of course she did. Yeah. yeah. She'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, no, he was, he was like, are you kidding me? Cause it was definitely, uh, you know, one of those co-writes where you're just struggling to come up with an idea and, you know, a song and it's just like a four or five hour co-write and nothing was really happening. And then as soon as we leave, that pops into my head. He was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so again, since I was talking over it while it was playing, what, what is the message? What is the story in the song and, and how and why did that pop into your head, McKenna? You know, um, it's just kind of an anthem type song. And really how it popped into my head is I was playing on Facebook and I just, you know, saw post after post about, you know, these girls who had just, you know, gotten their hearts broken and, you know, they were in pain and just didn't know where to go from there. And, you know, I just thought that maybe they could use a good song about, you know, when you break up with somebody and it was not a good relationship and you know it wasn't a good relationship instead of, you know, sitting around thinking about them and, you know, wondering what they're doing, where they're at, you know, just go out, go out with your friends, go out and paint the town, you know, just tell them goodbye for a little while, get over. And it works both ways, you know, a guy or a girl. So it's just, it's kind of a good song about getting over somebody that you needed to be getting over. Interesting. Interesting. And you know, it, it, (laughs) <laughs> the fact that you said that you were looking at Facebook, it, it makes me laugh because uh, on episode 152 of this show, uh, listeners, if you didn't hear that one, go back and uh, check out episode 152. Mella Barnes was my guest and um, she just moved. She was living in Ohio at the time. She just moved to Nashville. And so I'm following her just like the rest of my guests on Instagram. And she had a post the other day that uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but she was essentially saying like whatever whatever you're doing right now, that's an idea for a song. And just like you're saying, McKenna, like now y'all are to the point where you're using social media for inspiration. I commented on the post and I said, it reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld where they were trying to write the show. And they said, what'd you do today? Nothing. That's a show. <laughs> so exactly right. You know, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of neat that, that as songwriters, you, you can, Look at, I guess, I guess you probably look at Facebook a lot differently from, I should say, social media, not just Facebook. You probably look at social media a lot differently than people who are not songwriters. Am I correct? That is correct. Yeah, you actually look at everything quite a bit differently. I mean, we carry a notepad with us everywhere we go. Wow. Yeah, and it, it's really funny, especially being around Nashville, because we'll be meeting friends downtown or going to different coffee shops, <laughs> and you got to be careful what you say, because you'll say something, and next thing you know, two tables down, somebody's writing something <laughs> down on a napkin. You're like, what, what, what did I just say? And you're <laughs> like, wait a minute, that's my hook. I'm writing that. You can't write that. <laughs> Well, so uh, that that was actually a, a pretty good setup for um, for being in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time, because I mentioned that I had met the two of you at the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival. And I love that you have a story to tell about how you got to be part of that festival, because I do always preach so much about being opportunistic, always being open for business and always having an attitude of you never know who might be there. So tell the listeners the story of how the two of you got to be a part of that Songwriters Festival. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was a just a 
really neat thing. We were on vacation with my parents down in Pensacola Beach. We, we've we gone there, you know, 10, 11 times throughout the years of my life, and we took McKenna down with us this time. And, you know, one of the things we always love to do is just go down to the boardwalk there in Pensacola Beach and listen to bands and listen to music. And uh, we had just got done eating uh, dinner, and uh, we saw a big sign posted up by Bamboo Willies, and it said Pensacola Beach Songwriter Festival. And uh, I start looking at the list. I'm like, okay, I know that name. I know that name. I know Lance Carpenter. <laughs> wow. You know, you're like, holy cow, look at all these people that are going to be here, you know. And, and, you know, a lot of these writers were people that we could never even get in the same room with, you know, let alone play a same festival with. You people know. that have written people major, written major, major hits, Blake you know? Shelton cuts and Tim McGraw cuts and all this had number ones. And so we're like, well, I know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, we, um, kind of sat out there listened to some of these songs we're like holy cow these guys are amazing and and my mom was like you guys should try and get on this we're like yeah we should <laughs> and uh so we we kind of saw who was running the deal um a guy named you know that were there some different people and uh one of them happened to be in the bathroom can i let you take it from there <laughs> yeah. yeah this is my part so you know brock's mom was like you know you guys should try and figure out you know how to get in this thing and i was like you know, oh, don't worry, I got this. So I saw one of the girls who looked like she was in charge go to the bathroom. And so, <laughs> you know, me being a weirdo that I am, I <laughs> went in the bathroom with her, you know. And and while I was standing there washing my hands, you know, she happened to come out. And I was like, oh, hey, fancy meeting you in here. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of stalked her a little bit, but uh, it ended up working out great, and we ended up getting to play. This will be our second time coming down. We got invited back this year, so this will be our second time getting to go back. Awesome. So we're really awesome. excited. So yeah. I'm, I'm a stickler for details, and, and really, um, it's not only my nature, but I also do it for those who are listening to the show every week because they're trying to pick up tips from the guests. Uh, and so when you said, hey, fancy meeting you here, to me, that that kind of assumes that the two of you had already been introduced, so to speak. So so how and when did you actually meet the, the person that you wanted to stalk into the bathroom? <laughs> um, well, we actually had not met them yet. We had just kind of seen them hanging out around Bamboo Willies. Okay. And, you know, they were wearing their, wearing their uh, lanyards that, gotcha. you know, we knew that they were in charge. And so, you know... Um, I'm very big on, you know, taking opportunity where I can find it. So for me, that was, you know, that was kind of a no brainer was to just follow her around until I got to, to know who I she see. was, you I know, see. and to meet her and to tell her a little bit about ourselves, you know, find opportunity where you can. And, and that story just really uh, shows how good of people, the people that run the Pensacola Beach Songwriter Festival are, because McKenna's in the bathroom telling this lady we're songwriters, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, of course you are. You want to get up and sing a song? And we're yeah. like, sure. And so we got up, sang two songs, and next thing you know, we were on the books for the next year. So that just shows, you know, how open-minded that the songwriting community is, you know, no matter where you go. They're and very welcoming. I'm, I'm glad that you pointed that out, Brock, you know, because as, as we all know, there is kind of that delicate balance between, okay, I don't want to be just, you know, too in your face about promoting myself and telling you who I am. At the same time, like, 
it's basically now or never. You know, if I, if I don't right, tell these exactly. people who we are, I can't say, well, it was the bathroom and it was weird. And, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> got, it's like, well, look, then don't, then you only have yourself to blame when you don't play this year and when you don't get asked to play next year and you, and you look back. So I'm glad that you kind of walked through all that because that is, that is kind of a, a, a delicate line that, that, you, you know, you go, well, I got to let them know who I am. But at the same time, I don't want them to say, whoa, freak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. There is a delicate balance. And sometimes I, cross that line so brock's kind of <laughs> pulling me back going wait you can't do that you know yeah, like maybe we shouldn't take the guitar in the bathroom as <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon as you finish drying your hands i'm gonna hand you my cd i know you got no place to play it in here but i'm being patty promoter right now so <laughs> yeah exactly so, well, uh, no it worked out great and they're good friends of ours now so well, okay, so let's so let's switch uh, locales now. Um, instead of talking about uh, Pensacola Beach, Florida, um, the two of you are in Missouri today, but you also have a place in Nashville. So just just talk about that the the traveling back and forth, the the maintaining two residences. Maybe maybe when did you decide to get a place in Nashville? You know what made you decide? Okay, it's time. You know, meaning it's time for us to get a place there. Yeah, you know, it just kind of really worked out well. You know, we've been taking several trips to Nashville for, since about 2010, 2011. And, mm. you know, we were spending a lot more time there than we, um, you know, we ever thought we would. You know, but, you know, we meet every time you go down there, you meet new people, you yeah. get new opportunities. And we thought, you know, we need to spend more time here. And uh, but we still love our place in Springfield. And we and we do a lot of our touring out of the Midwest and our band is located in Springfield, so it just makes it easier. You know, we kind of have a home base, but Nashville has basically become our second home, and uh, so we decided to get a place there. Out, um, and you know, it's so convenient. You know, because you think people making trips to Nashville, it seems like a long haul and staying in a hotel, and it's just like home to us every time we make a trip to Nashville. And you know, it, and we were just there so much, we were writing so much, and so much time in the studio and meetings and and everything. And it's just, and it's really convenient to just be like, okay, let's pick up and head to nashville you know on a thursday because we we have a place we can go stay you know it's not yeah. any inconvenience. i'll, bet. I'll yeah. bet and so listeners i'll put in a plug-in for them i don't know if y'all mckenna and brock if you have uh, a patreon or anything like that but but they probably would love it if you would donate them some gas cards because <laughs> <I'm>, i imagine <laughs> yes. you must spend a fortune in gasoline <laughs> we do between between our touring normally and then uh, you know our frequent trips to nashville and back but it's worth every penny you know we we, we consider it an investment in our future so i'm exactly. sure and and so uh so have you been to the place in nashville recently uh if so when how long did you stay you know what did you do while you're there that type of thing yeah, absolutely. Um, we are actually, we just got back about a week ago from uh, being in Nashville for, oh, we were there for probably two weeks and we spent most of that time um, co-writing. So we're working on a couple of projects right now and those projects really require us to have a good amount of songs to choose from. Um, so we go down there and just co-write with as many people as we can, friends, I mean, people that have written major hits. We actually just um, got to co-write with Will Rambo mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, Cherie, his wife Cherie. And uh, they have written, I mean, everything from, they wrote huge hits for Faith Hill back in the day, Wild One. Um, so, yeah, so we got to write with them not too long ago. And then our friend Mark Leach, who's uh, an, a phenomenal writer, we got to write with him as well. So really that was the bulk of our time is just really spent 
finding those songs. That's what it's about. It's about finding the right songs for you as an artist. So we spend a lot of time doing that. So it's it sounds like you're saying, and I, and I am putting this in the form of a question, it sounds like you're saying that this co-writing that you were doing for two weeks was ultimately for yourself, for, for your own project, not, not songs that you're writing that, hey, maybe this will get pitched and someone else will cut it. Am I correct? Right. That, yes. that was our whole goal this last time going down is, you know, because we we write songs all the time. They're like, there's no way we're going to sing this as a duo or this, you know, this would be a duo song. But the whole the, the full intent and purposes of going down this last time was to write songs to develop our catalog, uh, you know, because the more depth you have, the better, because, you know, labels and publishers and all these people, they want it, They want to see depth. They want you to, you know, have 10 or 15 20 good songs and the more songs you write and the more people you write with the uh, you know the better your songs become and the more appealing you are to people in nashville okay well this not is, only that oh sorry th- this is this is As, interesting to me I'm, I'm sorry mckenna but brock when you're okay. saying when you're saying that that you want to develop your catalog further so so when you started saying yeah that's right bruce we were there to write for ourselves i thought you were going to say we're working on a new album. We want to have it out by such and such a date, that type of thing. But so, so what exactly does that mean? Because, because does a label, does a publisher actually come along and say, let me literally with my eyes, let me see your catalog. Like, why do you want to have these, these 20, 25 good songs? If the intent is not because we're about to put out an album and we got to pick the, the 10 best of them. Well, like Brock said, the more you write, the better you get. And as an artist, I mean, it's really about, you know, putting out the best of the best. I mean, you know, we never want to be the people that settle for, you know, this is a good song. So, you know, let's put this out and not not continue to try and produce something even better. So mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to, to produce, you know, better. But um, as you mentioned, we actually are working on a project. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that that definitely is a major part of why we went down there to write this last time as well. Um, we've got about five songs that we just recorded with our producer out in Nashville, Bill McDermott. And we're actually looking to get between seven to eight songs with him. Um, and then possibly looking at putting out like a small EP or something like that. We're not entirely sure what we're going to do with it yet. Um, but he is looking to help us maybe pitch it to labels, publishers, that sort of thing. Hmm. So is it fair to say that, uh, that perhaps you were doing both that, that yes, we do have a new project coming out as, as you just said, that, that you're going to work towards, but as, as Brock was saying of, of developing the catalog, it's, you know what, we're writing all these songs to get them so that, so that we've got a, a nice hearty supply, but you know, we may pull song number two out of that catalog and put it on this EP, but our writing will continue to get better. And we might pull song number 18 out and song number 31 is, am I, am I on the right track now? Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly what our intentions are with that. Okay. I can give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> okay, listeners. Yeah, so right. here we go. So we're going to, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I, I, I've gained some, some experience from being out there doing all those shows that I did, uh, at the NAM show in, in California. And I appreciate all of you who are always listening. We're up to 127 countries now around the world where we've gotten listeners from. And those of you that have listened regularly, you know, that I get to this point now where I start promoting the guest and then I give you a bunch of links for the show itself. And I'm not going to do those scripted anymore for the guest. Yeah, because I want to make 
make sure that I do them justice and get all their plugs right. But uh, I don't want to lose you, so I'm going to do all the all the now hear this entertainment stuff spontaneously. Um, so first and foremost, though, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from Missouri are singer songwriters McKenna and Brock. Check out their official website at www.mckennaandbrock.com. As always, to get the proper spelling in this case of McKenna's first name, you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get yourself over to McKennaandBrock.com. And they are, of course, on social social media. On their website, you'll find links to them on Facebook and Twitter. Plus, they are on YouTube and Instagram as well. The single that we were playing part of at the beginning of today's show can be purchased via iTunes. Make sure to check out their website, too, for an extensive list of upcoming shows. Wow, a lot on there. Uh, if you're going to buy their music, if you're going to buy anybody's music, if you're going to buy books, if you're just shopping in general, um, whatever it is that you buy from Amazon, do me a favor and just go to nhte.net and click on the Amazon banner to get there. It helps me out with uh, a little kickback and doesn't cost you anything extra. On the other hand, if you love the show so much, you want to make a contribution to NHTE, go to patreon.com NHTE or just go to nhte.net and there is a Patreon button there that you can click on to go over to the podcast's Patreon page and there's some nice little rewards, some nice little gifts uh, depending on what level you contribute at. There's also, uh, since we last recorded at the studio, a Facebook group has been launched for this show. Again, just go to nhte.net and there's a button there that says join our Facebook group. If you're uh, married to Facebook and you don't want to go to nhte.net, just search on Facebook for NHTE listeners is the name of that group. It's fun. There's uh, a lot. It's really turning into a lot of musicians talking to musicians in that group, but uh, it's uh, at the heart of it, it was launched for the listeners. If you still like writing emails and you want to send me a note, we have a new email address podcast at nhte.net. You can write there uh, with your thoughts, insights, concerns, questions, uh, party jokes, things of that nature. And remember at nhte.net, you can sign up for the newsletter. Uh, All you got to do is put in your email address there. And of course, uh, at nhte.net, we have all the icons there. If you'd rather not listen at the website, you want to pack up and go take the show with you. There's links there to go get it from iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio. Obviously, uh, it's very easy if you just subscribe because you'll get the show automatically every week. And please tell a friend about it. And last but not least, our own social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There's links for all those at nhte.net. McKenna and Brock, uh, for the folks who are just being introduced to the two of you as well, kind of share the McKenna and Brock story in terms of how and when the two of you came together. And I, and I guess, you know, was it a personal relationship first that, that turned into, Hey, really? I do music too. Or was it music first? And then, wow, I really kind of like him. I really kind of like her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well we actually got our start by playing, it's funny, um, Curly and Lori and the play Oklahoma, Mm. you know, that one. Well, uh, automatically Um, the song pops to my mind, knowingly enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it was actually for a Children's Miracle Network benefit show that we were doing. And uh, so that was how we originally met. And truth be told, we didn't really hit it off at first. Mm. Um, You know, we I I don't really know why, honestly. (laughs) We just really didn't care for each other. So, And... uh, 
you know, it was really our love of country music that ended up bringing us together, actually. So. Yeah, we, we would sit in musical rehearsals, and, you know, I wouldn't talk to her. She wouldn't talk to me. And <laughs> one of those awkward deals. And then one day, I think she was singing some country song or something like that. I'm like, hey, I like that song. And she's like, oh, you like country music? I'm like, yeah. And then next thing you know, we put a band together. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fast wow. forward to that. Fast so. forward wow. to that. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, and then. We had a really great friendship develop out of that. You know, we put a band together and uh, started playing all around our hometown. You know, every little bar from, you know, 100 miles of our hometown, you know. And, and then we started writing music and then, you know, it just kind of developed from there. So you mentioned uh, then we put a band together. So clarify for the listeners, if they go to see McKenna and Brock perform, is it just the two of you? Is it uh, sometimes we have a band, sometimes we don't? Um, when you do have a band, who else is on stage with you? What other instruments, that that type of thing? Uh, yeah, actually, well, you know, it really, like you said, it kind of depends on the venue as to uh, whether or not we use our full band. Um, sometimes you will just catch us doing a smaller acoustic shows. Um, we do a lot of the writers rounds around Nashville and those are all just acoustic shows. Sure. Um, but the majority of our shows are full band shows and we have a five piece band. Mm. Um, so me, me and Brock front and then our um, musical director, Kyle Vance also plays bass for us. And then we have a drummer, Isaiah Lockhart. He's brand new to the band. And then our lead guitarist, Ricky Reed. And then Brock also plays acoustic as well. Okay, okay. And so you mentioned that the drummer is brand new. Are the other two, when you when you talk about this experience meeting each other on the, on the cast of Oklahoma, were the other two guys, when you said, and then we formed a band, uh, were those two guys part of that band that was initially formed back then? <laughs> No, I, I guess we could say these two guys are not new in the respect of how long we've been doing this. But as far as, you know, I guess when you look at it in musician terms, they're pretty new because <laughs> musicians, uh, they come and go. You know, we call them mercenaries you know, because they're <laughs> always just looking for the next job. But, but uh, Ricky and Kyle, Kyle's been with us almost three years now. Ricky's coming on his uh, year and a half, almost two years. And Isaiah's only been with us a few short months. So, but they're great guys. They're hardworking and we couldn't ask for a better band to take on the road with us and uh safe to assume that the three of them all live there in missouri yes yes they do yeah for now they are thinking about picking up and moving to nashville actually oh wow getting Uh, so busy around the area so i know that i've talked with a guest or two or three before on this show about performing with a significant other and maybe it's not always the easiest, most sweet <laughs> thing that some might think it to be. How did the two of you handle the dynamics of McKenna and Brock, the couple versus McKenna and Brock, the musical duo? Well, you know, it definitely helped that we were friends, before, you know, a long time before anything, you know, romantically actually developed between us. Um, and sometimes, you know, we just take it day by day. There are days that we are absolutely at each other's throats. (laughs) And then there are days that everything's great and, you know, music is wonderful. And, you know, um, I would say those days definitely happen more frequently than the other ones. Um, but definitely, especially when we first started out, it was really a struggle trying to, find that dynamic between, you know, relationship and making sure that if we were having a fight or an argument that that didn't carry over onto Mm. the stage because it's very noticeable. Your audience knows, I mean, and it's very uncomfortable for the rest of your band. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we've had to be really careful about that. <laughs> and Brock, I noticed that this whole time that you're doing the right thing, which is saying absolutely nothing because the woman is always right in the relationship. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. I have, yes. I have learned that you know, this, this whole working relationship thing has definitely been a learning process. And that is one thing I've learned. You can be, you can be right or you can be happy. But you know, you've, you've, you've had a lot of years to, to work at both at, at, at the personal relationship and the musical duo, because I want people to, to I want to put this in perspective for the listeners um, because uh, what, what we're going to talk about next um, came in 2011. So that means that uh, meeting each other through the cast of Oklahoma was what year? Oh, shoot. That was 2007 that we did that show. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, we were so. just babies. <laughs> well, but but as I said, you know, that means that the two of you have had 10 years now, uh, you know, to, to develop your personal relationship as well as your, your musical duo. So obviously, as you were saying, McKenna, certainly, uh, you know, the, the tide has, has changed to where, you know, those those uh, disagreements are, are fewer and far between by this point down the road. Yes, absolutely. We've learned to uh, cope with each other and he knows when to leave me alone and vice versa. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is be careful with Instagram. I see a lot of people putting up posts that they want you to take action on and they'll put link in bio. The problem with that is if someone is scrolling through your past posts and you're changing the link in bio each time that you have a new URL you want people to follow, that reference in your old posts is no longer going to be relevant. So consider ways to overcome that so you don't turn people off. And that is today's Bruce's bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. I have had guests on this show from American Idol, The Voice, and America's Got Talent, but the two of you are the first who've been on The X Factor. Tell me all about that. How was it? What did you like? What didn't you like? What was maybe one big takeaway from being on that show? Um, you know, that was a really cool experience for us. Um, Honestly, we never in a million years thought that we would be on the X Factor. Um, we had taken a trip to Kansas City, and I don't even remember what it's what, what it was for now. But while we were there, my mom was like, hey, you know, they're holding auditions for the X Factor. You guys should go try out. And we're like, yeah, you know, what have we got to lose? And so we went and tried out, and it was like this little, almost like a telephone booth. And it was the weirdest thing ever. And so they just had you step in and sing about a minute of a song and we were like, and eh, we'll never hear back from them. So anyway, a couple months later, um, Brock's in school. He's still in high school at this point. And, uh, 
he gets a call in the middle of class and it's, <laughs> you know, a number from LA and he's like, Oh, okay. Well that's, that's weird. So they left him a voicemail, uh, you know, asking if we'd want to come audition in Chicago when we were like, heck yeah. So we made the trip, you know, it was probably a couple months later. Yeah. It was a few months after that. And our moms drove us up yeah. <laughs> to Chicago and, you know, and, we did our audition. We sang Colder Weather by the Zach Brown Band, which was not the song we originally were wanting to audition with, but they called us about two days prior to the audition because we were going to perform uh, Blue on Black by Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And um, they're like, we can't get the rights to that song, so you guys got to uh, pick something different. Wow. Yeah. Uh, two so, days before two we're supposed to sing on national television. National yeah, no problem. Yeah. No problem. We so got this. We start scrolling through the top 40 charts and we pick that song and, and we have to change the key to it being a duo. That's something we have to do frequently, you know, mm. so that way it's comfortable in both of our ranges. So they send us a piano track to, for us to practice through. And the first two times they send it to us, it's in the wrong key entirely. And so we finally get it about midnight the night before we're supposed to do our audition at 8 a.m. the next morning. And so we're literally setting out in the car in the hotel in Chicago singing along with the karaoke piano oh, track that they had wow. sent us <laughs> getting ready to go sing it on national tv the next next morning so but you know <laughs> we we sang the song and it went great we got the four yeses and next thing you knew we were flying out to los angeles so it was a so, really so that chicago that chicago audition was was filmed it was it was televised it was. It was. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It was aired. It was aired later. It was yeah. probably recorded in yeah. August and aired a few short months afterwards. I don't remember yeah. the exact timeline, but, wow. but yeah. So we we got really lucky by doing the uh, the studio booth in Kansas City because you know all you hear about the you know the horror stories of those uh, you know reality TV shows where you stand in line for hours and hours and yeah. hours and just to get to see one of the producers and you get to go see another producer and another producer. <laughs> we. We got lucky enough to skip all those and go straight to TV. <laughs> and and then so so what did you end up liking about being on the show? What didn't you like? And and as I said before, what was maybe one big takeaway? Um, you know, we actually loved the entire experience. I really don't think there were any parts that we didn't like. Obviously, you know, not being able to make it to the next round, we didn't like that. <laughs> um, but as far as you know the big takeaway goes you know we got to to really have some one-on-one -on -one time with simon and paula and la reed and nicole scherzinger who were the judges mm -hmm. and you know they really said you know you guys you know love the harmonies love the look blah 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 but you know we just don't feel like you guys know who you are as artists mm -hmm. yet. you know and we were so young still at that mm -hmm. point you know i really i they were right. We really didn't know who we were. Yet. <laughs> Darn we were it, I have to agree with you. you. You're actually right yeah. about yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, no, they were right. And, you know, the funny thing is I agree with Simon about 99% of the time on what he says, even though he's not very nice sometimes. He can maybe say it a little nicer. But, um, yeah, he absolutely, they were spot on about that with us, you know. And so after the show, you know, we really took that to heart and spent a lot of time, you know, writing and developing ourselves and our act and fine-tuning it and making sure that we knew who we were as artists that we were solid you know on that so well the the exposure from the x-factor clearly had to help because check this out listeners on on mckenna and brock's facebook page there's an interactive map 
that shows locations throughout the U.S. where radio stations are playing your music, and they're a lot. So how did you get such extensive airplay in so many places? Do you, do you think that had to do with the X Factor, or was it, Brock, I think maybe early in the interview you, you mentioned about a, a radio promoter. Is, is that how you got so, so, many, so many stations to pick up your music? Uh, it was definitely a, a uh, you know a combination of it all you know because uh, you know the, there's radio promoters all over the country calling stations every day but you know if you have the, something like the X Factor to back it you know when a radio promoter calls be like hey we've got the first single from these guys that were on the X Factor they might you know they listen a little bit more because it is a great launch pad because you know it's exposure that you can't even pay to get you know the X Factor yeah. is and so that definitely helped spread us and that and it still helps us book shows this day you know you we call up a venue and they're like oh i remember you guys from season one of the x factor i remember watching that audition you know and and so it's 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 definitely we are very blessed to be able to have that opportunity and you know it's one that not many people get and we definitely will never take that for granted yeah it's a great platform it really is very cool i am bruce warzniak and joining me today in the now hear this entertainment guest line from missouri are singer songwriters mckenna and brock check out their official website at www www.mckennaandbrock.com as I mentioned before to get the proper spelling and at least in the case of McKenna's first name you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device so that you can visit mckennaandbrock.com and they are of course on social media on their website you'll find links to them on Facebook and Twitter plus they are on YouTube and Instagram as well the single that we played at the beginning of today's show can be purchased via iTunes make sure to check out their website too for an extensive list of upcoming shows. I'll talk about those in just a minute. And then in terms of now here, this entertainment, as I mentioned before, if you're going to purchase anything at all from Amazon whatsoever, please just get there by starting at nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner. Again, you can contribute to now here, this entertainment through Patreon, either go to patreon.com slash nhte or just go to nhte.net and there is a Patreon button that you can click on there to go over to the Patreon page. There's also right along with it a button for the Facebook group. It's called NHTE Listeners. If you want to just look it up on Facebook, otherwise click the button there and it'll take you right to it. Join the group and talk with some of the other listeners of the show. If you're a musician, you'll find other musicians in that group that you can talk to. If you want to email us, podcast at nhte.net. It's a new email address that we have now, podcast at nhte.net. nhte.net does have every episode of the show. There's a player there where you can listen to the shows. There's a picture of the guest. There's quotes from the show. There's a link to their website. There's an indication of which two songs we played by that guest. You can sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net, and you can also use the icons there if you'd rather go and listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or TuneIn Radio. Make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram are our social media channels. There are links to all of those at nhte.net. There is a NHTE t-shirt and an NHTE hat that you can purchase at nhte.net. So one more spin-off question from the X Factor, which is, do the two of you watch The Voice? I would say American Idol, but it's done now. But uh, similar shows like that, or, or is it, you know, been there, done that? Or, or maybe you're just too busy to, to, to watch The Voice or, or similar shows? 
I, I would say, you know, if it's on and we're home, it's probably on the TV. <laughs> but <laughs> but we definitely we, we don't follow it like, you know, we did back a few years ago. Even the uh, episode we were on, uh, we, you know, we missed a few of our rounds that we were in on at live TV because we were actually in Nashville in the studio at wow. the time. So we had, we had to catch ourselves on YouTube a couple of times <laughs> the, next, the next day. So. But yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of talent coming off of those shows, and and it, it's unreal the amount of talented people that are getting seen on The Voice and stuff like that. So we, we try to watch when we can. So do the two and of you it, watch that? Friends that have been on it. Do you watch that show differently from others because you've been on those types of shows and, and you're watching it from the standpoint of someone who's been on, or is it just general interest, or is it let's hear kind of what other people are doing these days just to kind of know you know what what people are doing performance wise? What what is what is your viewing perspective? Well, I would say that The Voice and, and a lot of the shows that are on now, they have very different platforms than The X Factor did. Um, they're set up differently. And so we do watch, you know, just for not necessarily the point of we've done that because we really didn't do the exact same thing that they're doing. Mm, but just, point. you know, to kind of to kind of see, you know, um, like you said, you know, the talent that's coming off of there and, you know, what's working for people, you know, what people are liking and kind of use that as a reference point for our own artistry. Yeah. And I have to imagine that spending the amount of time in Nashville that you do, it's helpful to know the names of the people that look like they're going to be, you know, kind of the top six, <laughs> the top 10, because you don't want to be in a, in a meeting with someone in Nashville who all of a sudden is just going on and on and on about John Doe. And you're like, who the heck is John Doe? And, you know, little do you know, this person is just crushing it on the voice. And you're like, oops, <laughs> maybe right, we should know that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you try and definitely stay up with all of the, the latest artists, the latest music releases. I mean, knowledge is power. So it's very important to make sure that you're up to date on all of that as an artist. Uh, so there I go again, mentioning, um, another location, uh, which is Nashville. And I know we talked about it before, but I have mentioned a couple times that the two of you have lots of live dates coming up. Wow. Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Iowa, Tennessee, Florida. Heck you're, you're even booked out as, as far as November. We are. Well, actually, technically now December. We just ended up confirming one for December. So, <laughs> and is the, is that the two of you doing doing all this yourself? Uh, yes, actually. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, McKenna is really, you know, we kind of she's you know the the brains really of the whole operation. You know, she spends a lot of time on phones. You know, really just you know, picking up the phone, cold calling people, you know, and it, it, it's a lot of work and a lot of people don't realize, and there's people out there making a lot of money booking shows because it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And I, I really, you know, commend McKenna for it because she, she really busts it hard to, to get these shows and it, and it's not easy to do. So the biggest part of it is really making sure that you stay on these people. It's something that you have to literally call them almost every day. <laughs> yeah. McKenna, I'm curious, uh, talk about the, the, the decision to call people instead of email. Um, you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot more that comes from that personal connection when you can actually really talk to somebody because you can't, you know, get emotion and everything through an email, you know, and it's so easy for people nowadays. I mean, their inboxes just get flooded with email. So it's so easy for these venue owners to just be like, eh, ignore, you know, or delete. 
So, but when you're actually on the phone right there, they can't just, you know, I mean, I guess they could just hang up on you. <laughs> I've never had that happen to me. So, you know, it's, and it's, there's a lot to be said, you know, I'll even go as far as uh, taking, you know, our EPKs in the form of, you know, putting stuff into a folder and in print and I'll go take it to a venue myself in person. Wow. A lot of the time. Wow. Well, so you obviously have perfected the the 30 second elevator pitch by that by this point. Um yeah, it's it's definitely a lot better than it was when it first started, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh I we're in the home stretch here. I, I just want to end on 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 sort of a fun note. Back in the intro I had noted that the two of you have opened for some pretty big names. And, and by the way, listeners, I should have mentioned that McKenna and Brock have even opened for Maggie Rose, who has been on this show before. Uh, if you didn't hear that interview, go back and listen to episode 71 for my conversation with Maggie Rose. Anyhow, McKenna and Brock, is there one story that sticks out from your experiences opening for all these people in the in the intro? I had said Uncle Cracker, Cheryl Crow, Cowboy Troy. Obviously, there's more. Is, is there something that sticks out among all as, as kind of like a fun story that you like to think back on? Yeah, there's one that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. We uh, got to play three shows and three nights with uh, Keith Anderson, and that was an absolute incredible experience. We not only did we you know play the shows with him, we he let us ride on the bus with him. Wow! <laughs> and so we're riding on the bus with Keith Anderson. We're hanging out with him after the show. He's an absolutely hysterical guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. and just he's a total goofball. He's a total goofball, <laughs> and you know him and the band that he had at the time. They are the most the, the most genuine people, you know. We played our first show, and then they're like, "Hey, just hop on the bus with us." And we're like, "What about our stuff?" They're like, "Ah, you don't need it." <laughs> yeah. And we're like, "Okay." And so you know, we got to travel all the way from Pittsburgh, Kansas, to Springfield, Illinois, right on the bus with Keith Anderson, and and just. Uh, just hanging out with those guys, you know, and we, wow. uh, we, we can't be more grateful enough for that experience. And that was certainly a trip that I'll never forget because I ended up getting food poisoning on the last oh, night no. of that show, of that run. Oh my goodness, that was miserable. <laughs> I've never been so sick, but I was able to actually get out and sing a couple of songs still that night, but Brock ended up having to carry a lot of that show just because I was so sick. So thank goodness we're a duo and that he can do that or I can <laughs> do that if need be. <laughs> well, so I'm curious then before we do wrap this up. So uh, just talk about that experience. All of a sudden somebody gets sick and, and you, you kind of have to do the, the old soft shoe and say, uh oh, we, we need to, to react quickly. So, do, you know, do you sit down and, and rewrite your set list and say, OK, let's do these. I think I can make it through two songs. McKenna, did you stay up there the whole time? Did you walk off stage? Just just explain what, what all went down. <laughs> It was more like a uh, run off stage, but yeah, no, I really, I think I made it through about three songs that entire show. Um, yeah, yeah, it was rough, and you know, we're looking at it, and, you know, McKenna's been sick all day long. We did our sound check really early in the morning, I'm like, well, maybe if she gets some rest, she was literally in bed all day long, and we were about wow. an hour and a half, hour before the show, and I'm like, this is not good, so wow. we huddled the guides around, we're like, McKenna's going to do these two songs. Uh, and if case she has to go out, we're going to do these four songs in a row that I can okay. carry the lead okay. on. And then, you know, and then McKenna out of nowhere, you know, she, she did the first three songs, you know, <laughs> she was feeling, I'm like, maybe the adrenaline's going to kick in. Then all of a sudden she did look on her face. I've never seen <laughs> just, just ghost white. I'm like, 
And I look over at her and I just whisper, go. <laughs> and so yeah. she runs off and, and then, you know, so I'm like, well, we're going to probably have to carry the rest of the show. And, and, uh, then right before our last two songs, here she comes trooper and all, you know, mm. is like, you know, shows up at halftime to win the Super Bowl, you know, <laughs> but, wow. but she comes out, kills two songs. It was one of the greatest shows, wow. you know, as far as, you know, just those two songs in itself captured more emotion than, you know, some of the other shows we've ever played. Wow, so what it, was, a great it was a story. really cool experience. What a great yeah. story. It, it, it sounds like the whole experience of, of, you know, hey, we got to do three three shows and three nights and ride on the bus. And like to you, like you said, Brock, like, oh, this story will, will always stand out for us. But to me, that story there, <laughs> like the heck with the three cities <laughs> and three nights on, on the bus with, with Keith in. It's like, no, that that story there. Wow, that's a gem. That, that's that's going to go. Yeah. That's going to go in the in the NHTE archives for sure. If if we if we do a best of, like we did on uh, episode one hundred and one, we did uh, we did a best of with with highlights from some of the first one hundred shows. That would definitely be on the best of from some of the second one hundred shows. That is really something. Wow. Yeah, it was it was incredible. It, it was really it was. was a great experience. You know, food poisoning and all. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those. You can laugh about it now. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, it was, it was not, not funny, funny at the time. At the time. No. So, so Brock, in in that moment, do you do you choose to say anything on the microphone to the crowd, or you just roll right into the next song once once she's running off stage? Yeah, I, you know, I, you just say something real quick. You know, um, audiences they understand. You know, we've we've been in audiences before, and you know, and, and and as artists, you know, you have to you have to let them know what's going on. You know, they they definitely don't like any you know non communication, and that's one thing we try to do in our shows. And in a situation like that, I just let them know, like, hey, McKenna's been sick all day. You know, give her a hand. You know, <laughs> for even being able to do that. You know, and yeah. so and then when she came back on stage, the the crowd just went insane you <laughs> wow. know? so and so that makes it even more special i love it I yeah love it. that's that's something that you know with us being a duo like i said we're very blessed in that respect because you know a lot of artists you know if somebody's sick they have to cancel the show and you know with our dynamic you know we're big on harmonies but we're also big on each of us carrying the lead so we have enough you know material where one or the other carries the lead on so we don't completely have to cancel the show so I have to ask: Is there is there a video of that show anywhere? <laughs> I, oh, I hope not. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be interested to see what my face looks like though. <laughs> so cool. Well, uh, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Keith Whitley Song. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would please. This is probably one of our favorite songs we've ever written. Um, Keith, yeah, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, definitely the most requested song for sure. Yeah, Keith Keith Whitley was a huge inspiration of us, uh, you know, as young artists. You know, all of his songs, you know, they they really invoke emotion. And and he was an artist who was taken way too soon from us. And, uh, you know, and one thing we've always try to do in our writing is you know bring out an emotion and so to be able to tie this song in with emotions we felt while listening to a keith whitley song uh you know really encompasses you know what our whole goal is as uh, songwriters and artists and so it was one of our favorite songs we've ever written we play it at every show to this day we did a music video to it it's on youtube it's absolutely one of our favorites awesome awesome well mckenna and brock thank you for doing this uh hopefully we will see each other again in in a little over five months in pensacola beach yes we would love that thank you both thank you so much 
Thanks for having us, Bruce. We really appreciate it. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singers, songwriters, McKenna and Brock. Do visit their official website. It's www.mckennaandbrock.com and then engage with them on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Keep up with them online so you can see where and when you can go see them perform live. And don't forget that you can purchase their single, Burning the Night Down, from iTunes. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, they call it repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Engage with the show too. Go to nhte.net and click on the icon to go join the Facebook group. You can also write in via the email address podcast at nhte.net. Get with us on the various social media platforms that you'll find links to at nhte.net, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Please also consider supporting the show with a donation through Patreon. There's a button at nhte.net for that. Check out the t-shirts and hats at nhte.net too. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from McKenna and Brock. This is the one they just talked about. It's called Keith Whitley Song. In this almost empty battlecraft As the rain outside my window Keeps pouring down So I parked my own truck Down on the banks of that old creek That river running wild in mine's me way we used to be And so I tip my hat back And I just sing alone I find you back here in my arms In that old Keith Willie song And I just sing it 
find you back here in my arms again. In that old Keith Whitley song. Find you back here in my arms again. In that old Keith Willie's home. So I sit my back and I just sing alone. I find you back here in my arms again. In that old Keith Willie's home. 